0: to get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here, fucking comedian? <laughs> hey, Rojan Kim? Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim guest. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me. Friday, it's Friday, August 2020. Do you know where your kids are? Um, Do you have kids? I don't. Thank God. Imagine having kids during this time. Some of you do. You're trapped in them, aren't you? Huh? Bet you wish teachers are paid a lot more now huh bet you wish i bet a lot of these you know there's a lot of people being like how could you let kids go back to school during the pandemic you know how it's dangerous and the teachers have to sign a will or a waiver or whatever the fuck, you know like how could you but i bet you the parents are like send them to school <laughs> like i'll take the risk yeah i don't care yeah it's them, to please please send them or else i'll kill them i'll murder my own children so please let them go and okay they'll get sick or i'll get sick i don't i don't care that's that's i feel like that's like a lot of the country unfortunately politics has made it so that you have to have certain opinions about certain things and you can't you know it's it's not the correct way of thinking, to you know, you, the right way to think is like, okay, if the kids all go, they should all wear masks, you know, or they should be shamed for not wearing masks. there should be, um, it, you know, there's that story about some kid in Georgia took a picture and started doxing all the kids without masks or whatever, and then you know that kid was suspended. But then people are like, no, that's what we should do. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should just rat on everybody, right? That's what we want. And people are just like people want china that's what they want people for all our saber rattling and people being like china is ruining everything blame china for everything china started this and that that's what people want that people want the government to just come in as long as it's stuff that you want them to do they want the government to come and do it right like in la uh, mayor Garcetti has announced that big parties you know the city is going to shut down their water and power you know and a big reason the city is going to do that is because the police won't do anything, right? Because they're not actually breaking the law. You can still gather. You can still have assemblies. You can still can't really make laws banning assemblies and there's no law being broken. So the cops won't do anything. So, which is right. I mean, if we're in a fascist state for some kind of proto-fascist state like why aren't the cops doing it why wouldn't the cops be going in there and just beating everybody down and sending them all to jail and rounding up all their stuff and like you know whatever that the search and you know how they seize property asset forfeiture or whatever like they do that with drugs why wouldn't they just start doing that with people who gather right like if you gather against the law the cops can just come arrest everybody and seize everyone's property like why don't they just do that why aren't we doing that huh some fascists, we're not fascists. This, I mean, it's, we're I mean, honestly, I would argue that we kind of are, but let, I, this is not the podcast. <laughs> this is not what I wanted to talk about this podcast. This was about the state, not the state power. No, I mean, come on, like on some level, it's just like life has to go on, you know, yes, look, people are going to die. People are going to die. I don't know what to tell you. People die. Look, do you know how many people die from car crashes? Should we stop those? Should we try? And, you know, people are like, it's not the same. You know, this is not the uh, same. Nothing is the same. Nothing is the same. It doesn't matter. People are dying in droves everywhere. On the street, just right out here, there's atrocities being committed in a tent on Hollywood Boulevard right now. You know what I mean? That's, like, less than a mile away, and i'm supposed to care about the hundred and sixty thousand people who have died so far from coronavirus i mean i mean it's wrong right it's wrong to not care to be like i don't really care about these (laughs) and not to say look look if you if you knew somebody who died of it i would care about that you know i'm not saying i don't care about anybody i care about it's just like what are we supposed to do with all these facts and figures in our head right what are we supposed to do with all that what are we supposed to do huh you know i mean what's the answer there there's no real answer it's like it just seems that we're being fed information we're being fed things right we're being fed things and then we're also being told the proper ways to behave the right way to act this and this and that like a big thing on twitter is um saying normalize things normalize this Normalize non gender non binary behavior or I don't know what they're it's just like it's kind of just I just don't understand why that's the value This is a weird thing like Twitter is sort of an insight into the sort of sporadic nature of pop culture right like it's because it's, it's so instantaneous and it's just people just talking out into the void and it's just like so it's not necessarily the most um i don't know nuanced form of communication right but you know, I've noticed on Twitter, it's like you got a lot of people who are just like kind of like smash the state or uh, all cops are bad or defund the police or whatever, you know, whatever the thing to say is, they'll say it. But then on the other hand, they'll be like, God, I want a writing job. So back, I don't want to I want to be a director or a writer. You know, they want to be in the industry really badly. And then and then. It's like hey everybody I got my first writing job. Yeah, you know, it's the same people who are like smash the system. They're like I got my first writing job. You know, now you are the system. So that's really all it seems to be. And of course Twitter my particular feed is probably slanted heavily toward entertainment, you know, and comedy and some politics and news and stuff. So that's why I'm seeing that stuff. So I'm not is that's not to say that that's reality that's not reality that's twitter reality totality and totality is not the totality of reality you know what i'm saying it's not it's it's just a, it's but it's a glimpse and it shows me that the people who are the first to jump down your throat about not wearing a mask or or jump down your throat about being racist or not racist anti-racist enough or whatever because of your silence is violence or whatever those people who condemn you are the first ones to want a job in the industry to be part of the status quo, to be part of the gatekeepers, to be part of the elite, right? To be part of that, um, to them, it's just like that club they can't get into. And once they're in it though, they're like, okay, I was just just bullshitting about this all being uh, bad. This is great. I love being in this club. I love it. I love that. It's just like people who weren't picked, you know, like I wasn't picked, first for kickball i was usually picked last okay i was not a very athletic kid i was a fatty little fat fatty kid and you know, I didn't want to destroy kickball. I didn't want to destroy, you know what I mean? I didn't want to, like, tear down the foundations of kickball and make sure no one could ever play it ever again and then institute a new system of picking teams where it wasn't based on individual bias, implicit bias, uh, toward the able-bodied or the impl- or toward the non-fat or whatever, <laughs> or the athletically uh, privileged or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. I I mean, you know, you throw me in a fucking uh, a kickball round with a bunch of eight-year-olds, I'll fucking smoke those eight-year-olds now. You know what I'm saying? I'll destroy. I'll fucking demolish those. I'll fucking to the point where they would be like, you better go home, mister. You, this is, this is, you know what I mean? Like, this is not even, there's like nothing sexual about what's going on here. It's not like pedophilia shit at all. It's like, you are seriously hurting these children with the force of your kicks like you're kicking the ball right in their faces it's like not even creepy it's honestly violent it's harmful the children you're hurting the kids you're hurting the kids and that's what and that's how you build character okay (laughs) not by demolishing the things that don't accept you 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 fucking you harbor resentments for years and years (laughs) and until you make something of it like a a poem or, I don't, know, I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, you just get over it, right? You just Everybody's gotta just get over stuff. It's fine, you know? Or just get out, fl- fly the coop like Joe Rogan's doing, you know? Joe Rogan's flying the coop, he's leaving, um, he's, uh, I talked about this last time, uh, I had a twinge of guilt, okay? I'll admit it. I had a twinge of guilt about telling people to leave LA, like, get out, get out of here, get out of my town. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, of course, um, for humor's sake. I don't have any allegiance to a geographic area. I was born in D.C. I was raised from L- in L.A. from when I was six months old to eighteen. I lived in the Bay Area from like eighteen to twenty-four. I fucking moved to fucking. Is that all right? Is that all figuring out? Am I, am I really, I don't know. It's something like that. No, 39, I don't know. 12 years in New York. I don't, I'm 42. It doesn't matter. I'm old. I lived in a lot of places. I don't really care. I don't care about this place. If I had lived here, oh my God, if I had lived in LA this whole time, like if I had never left and I'm 42 in LA, I'd be way different. I might not even fit in this frame. I might be just, I might be like this I might be just giant and, um, uh, like an anti-fat shamer or whatever, you know, like you can't, you no one is allowed to use the word fat. in English language, very wrong, loud. Um, I would probably seek to destroy the things that I couldn't be, which was I don't know, like a healthy body weight. I'd, I'd seek to destroy those white supremacist paradigms, <laughs> the patriarchal paradigms, of health, um, normalize obesity. Uh, that's what we were gonna say, all right. That's what we need to see. That's what we need to do now. Anyways, Joe Rogan flying the coop. He's kind of like the canary in the coal mine, isn't he? He's like the canary in the comedy coal mine of Los Angeles. He's like uh, kettlebell swinging, kale eating, elk shooting, canary in the coal mine, right? He's like a DMT smoking, float tank using, fucking <sighs> uh, jujitsu doing, like a. Uh, MMA announcing podcast doing Canary flying the coop to Texas, right? He's going to Texas. And I think that's just, um, I don't know. I think he knows, he smells the blood in the water. You know, he knows what's happening. He knows, uh, is it true that they're coming for him? You know, like I said last time, the conspiracy theory of them coming after Rogan because of the Biden thing, maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's kind (sighs) of, I do think that it's more about, conformity, right? This whole, like, like I was saying about the normalized thing, normalize this, normalize that. It's about conformity, right? And if you don't conform, you're dangerous, right? You're dangerous. So Joe Rogan became dangerous because he couldn't conform. He, there's no, the industry had nothing on him, right? So he's flying, flying the coop. But you know what? People seek to tear down the things they can't have. You know, like like I was just saying, they say, and this is what they want. This is what they want to do, man. They want to run. They're running everybody out of town. They're running Joe Rogan out of town, Joey Diaz out of town. uh Fucking, I know Brian Callens probably next. Fucking Brenda Chab. You know, comedy giants. <laughs> like <laughs> they got the like all these people are, are, are leaving town, right? They're leaving town. They're finding a better place to be, which is fine, okay. But they're still coming. You know, the people who want to get vengeance for being made fun of their whole lives. Vengeance for not being funny enough to get on that wall. You know, they're going to come after that wall. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say that every name on that wall is a rapist, right? They're going to go down the list. And they're just going to be like, Bob Saget, Roseanne Barr. (laughs) There's going to be Jakob Smirnoff. You know, everybody, Andrew Dice Clay. Like, they're going to just cancel everybody on that wall. They just said that wall is going to become a list of um, offenders, right? That's going to be the struggle sessions. All, everybody in that wall has to go through a struggle session, and if they're dead, we're going to dig up their body. We're going to exhume their bodies. We're going to parade them around, and we're going to l- just read a list of their crimes, their sex crimes, whatever the race crimes, their, all the crimes that they've committed in their lives. We're going to have them come out, and we're going to force, if they're not alive, we're going to force their families, okay? We're going to force Brody Stevens' family to apologize for everything he's done in his life. Okay. We're gonna dig it all up. Okay. That's what they that's what these people want. That's what they want, right? They want to come, they wanna destroy the store. That's not gonna be enough to take all the names. They're gonna take the names down. Let's take the names off. Take the name. They're gonna turn the the store into just a black box, just a black, just a square nothing on it no it's not even going to be called a comedy it's not you can't even comedy is triggering right it's just going to be called the store it's going to be called store the is triggered it's just called store it's going to be called store it's non binary it's neutral right there's no names of sex offenders to trigger anybody there's just a empty, you know what I mean? But that's not going to be enough. It's still there. It's still, just the presence of it will remind these people of uh, the patriarchy, you know, the the, the the boot that's crushing them, the oppression, you know, and Antifa's going to come. They're going to come. They're going to throw Molotov cocktails through the front window of the comedy store, where they usually post the potluck, like, you know, where they post the the open micers, that's the potluck. You know, they post the names up, they're going to, you know, they're Throw open the uh, Molotov cocktails flying through the window, just fire everywhere, just to fire. The piano's on fire. Oh, the original room's on fire. It's going to spread to the main room. It's going to go underground, you know, to that bar you're not allowed in. The whole thing is just going to be going up in flames, okay? And then you're going to have the uh, second Antifa wing come with their bulldozers, you come and just, just bulldoze the whole thing. They're just going to demolish the whole thing, wreck it down. They're going to cheer. They're going to cheer and cheer, and they're going to dance and celebrate, and they're going to give speeches that aren't very funny because these are not very funny people you know and they're going to they're going to celebrate the rise and uh, the triumph of mediocrity okay over talent they're going <laughs> to they're going to celebrate just the death of comedy in Los Angeles die die comedy store that's what these people want you see you see because they couldn't take a joke because they couldn't take a joke and they couldn't make a joke they, destri- they decided to destroy jokes all joke making the institutions that we consider uh, sacred, holy, whatever, just things that we look up to, you know, like I've always wanted, you know, it's been a dream of mine to be passed at the store, right? If I got my name on the wall, that would be amazing, right? Like, I, I can't have these Antifa guys come and fucking bulldoze it down. That's not cool, man, but is that that's where we are, you know? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not, why not have the mayor just come out and say, yeah, it is your duty as a freedom-loving American to throw Molotov cocktails at the comedy store, right? Like my, Mayor Garcetti, what are you doing? What are you doing, Garcetti? Why, why would you do that? But that's where we're at. You know, people are, It's everything's so high-pitched. Everything's so, uh, it's to the point where it's It's not rational anymore, right? It's it's just the forever war. The forever war that we have around the world, seven wars. Right? Drones in seven countries, wars going on in seven countries, and many more that are covert, right? That's come here. Yeah. You know? That's what we, we're reaping what we sow, you know, which is kind of like maybe what 9 11 was, but no, that was because they hated our freedom. So we went and doubled down on what we used to do, which is world empire. We doubled down on it. And now, now the empire, maybe it's crumbling from within. Maybe, or maybe this is the dawn of a new era. Maybe it's like good stuff, you know, maybe there's just, I don't know, maybe it's a paradise. Maybe this is where we are destined to be. This is what the forefathers wanted. This is when they signed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, they were like, one day we're going to have like 65 genders. You know what I mean? Like we're going to, it's going to have like this binary gender thing has got to end one day. We hit, they even debated it in the Constitutional Convention. They're like, What about gender? And they're like, Ah, we got a table. And they're like, No, no, strike that from the record. We can't <laughs> have this on the record. Like, we'll talk about slavery, but we're not going to talk about this. Okay. We're going to, we're going to table this. We're going to kick the can down the road 250 years or so. <laughs> we're going to just kick that can down and let them deal with it. All right. Let them deal with it. Um, This is what happens when reality doesn't mean anything. Nothing means anything, right? When the news, when the journalists, the people who are supposed to help us figure out what reality is through all the information that is just living in the world, when they are co-opted by the state and businesses and basically everybody but the people they're supposed to serve, how can anybody really know what reality is anymore? When the government is lying, when, when the journalists are lying, when everybody's lying, well, then what then? what is real? Nothing's real. So what does it even matter? What does it even matter? Why, you know, like why should I care that they're going to come and try to tear down the store? Maybe it's, maybe none of it matters. Maybe let's just tear everything down. You know, who knows what amazing things there used to be long ago. The Library of Alexandria, right, burned down. Who cares, right? Maybe it's just, that's just the way life is. You know, there could be a solar flare and all this is just gone in an instant. Whatever. Why, why put in the effort? Hmm? Is that, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can truck with that man. I don't know if I can truck with that, but I also don't know what the solution is, you know, to being a human being nowadays, 2020, right? Everything's so crazy, politicized, everything's like tribalized, everything's fractured, everything's sort of uh, consolidating and fracturing at the same time. You know, giant corporations are becoming bigger, right? whales are getting bigger, but the fish are also getting smaller, uh, you know, and who knows what's going to happen. We don't know. Is the dollar going to crash? Is, is the gold? People are buying silver, gold, Bitcoin, you know, people are getting away from the central banks. But then it's the central banks that control everything. So they control all that stuff, too. So then what is there any escape? Is there escaping any of this? No, there isn't. It's just survival, right, which is why I think, you know, um, I think people will have a new way of communicating. I think, well, I think in the future we're going to have a mishmash of language. Um, I call it La Chinglish, right, La Chinglish, which is a, a combination of Spanish, uh, Chinese, English, um that's that's pretty much it. was like hey yo, mi how is say, you know. It's sort of sort of like a little bit. <laughs> it's like kind of a it's like slang. It's like you know what you'd call hood slang, right? Uh, and a little bit of, or southern slang or whatever, uh, mixed with a little bit of like a little Mandarin and um, uh, Mexican Spanish. And I think that's going to be the Esperanto or whatever you know. That sort of mishmash language that we're all going to speak. I think it's it's set, uh, you know. But uh, I think up until that point, when we get this new language, you are going to be people who just like can't help, but like code switch. Like, I I can imagine there's like people who like can't stop code switching. It's like, hey, yo, what up, dog? Hey, how you doing? Um, hello, hello, hi, how you doing? Uh, it's very. Oh, thank you. Yo, yo, I can't stop this. Son. I can't stop switching. I can't stop code switch. I I can't, can't stop code switching. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't. Stop code switching for some reason, please you gotta help me you gotta help me, dog. I don't know what's wrong i don't I don't even know what that is. What am I doing um all right, that's maybe not so that sounded better on paper. that sounded better on paper, but you know, hey, this is again for anybody who has any doubts as to what this is, this is really just the ramblings of a crazy person. I'm actually inside a mental institution. Um, Right now, I've committed myself voluntarily during the pandemic. It's just gotten too heavy out there, but they do let me podcast still and go on social, which is weird, which is really weird because that was the issue uh, that brought me here in the first place. But you know what? They're professionals. They're the experts. Trust the experts, right? Trust the experts. That's what I say. You got to trust the experts, right? Um, That's why I I don't know about conspiracy theorists, you know? You no, know, I trust the government, man. I trust them. There were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We just they we just couldn't find them. They were small. They were very small. Okay, they're probably still there. Probably ran them over with a truck or something. They're so tiny. The tiny. They're really tiny. Okay. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracies, of course, right now. Um, Cyber Satan. There's a whole one, you know, Alex Jones is talking about, you know, interdimensional vampire pedophiles that suck the blood of the innocent. And that's how they power things. And then these things get really um intricate and I don't really, I don't want to spend the time going into it. The reason why is because I used to kind of be into them on the surface. I used to listen to some Alex Jones, but then after a while I realized it's just like too much of an investment. I'm just like too lazy or skeptical or I don't know what it is. I mean, it's basically just like religion, right? It's essentially the same as religion where you just have to buy into a narrative and you're in and then everything kind of frames itself around that narrative. It all makes sense and the world makes sense. There's an order to the world, right? And I think because, I think because honestly, it's because I was um, neglected and abandoned by my parents (laughs) That, that the very sort of foundational things in my life that should have been there for me weren't there so it's it's like i kind of had this cynicism i have a built-in cynicism about i guess the people who are trying to tell you how things are like this paternal sort of way of explaining the world a bit I just don't trust it. I don't know. I'm just like, what it was in it for you. And for Alex Jones, he was obviously slinging his like male vitality supplements, he was like uh, crystal clear iodine that you get only from a well in Wisconsin. He's like, this is a government iodine. <laughs> He's selling iodine. Okay. I mean, I, you know, people used to sell that shit just in case of radio, radioactive attack of some kind, or whatever, like a dirty bomb or nuclear attack or whatever. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff you would. And I guess iodine is important if you don't use iodized salt for your thyroid. But I don't know. I, I'm assuming he made tons of money off the shit, you know, because he had a big audience. And God bless him. Whatever. Can't knock the hustle. But that's the whole thing. I think conspiracies are essentially modern day myths, right? the myths. You just stories. You know, people used to be like, hey, how, why does the sun go across the sky? It's because Apollo has a chariot. Horses, and they go across the sky. every, You know, and you come up with the story, and you're like, oh, okay. Because back then, otherwise, you'd be like, I don't know. just seems just like some fiery ball in the sky. This is going is going across, or like the flat earthers are saying it's a small light that's fixed to a dome and it moves and that's what it is, right? And then, of course, science tells us that, no, it's actually a gaseous ball. Uh, there's like a nuclear reaction going on in space and it's a spherical ball of energy that's essentially giving us light and, uh, you know, all this light and life. And people are like, no, that's not it either. And uh, honestly, who knows? Is it, this, maybe, perhaps it's the sun god Ra who um, was reborn from the dead or, I don't know, ancient Egyptian mythology. I thought, I was, I was thinking about, I think I was thinking about Osiris because he was reborn, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. But to me, I feel like conspiracy theories are just as, I guess, both bullshit and important. As myths. You know, there is some importance to myths. They kind of structured our um, thinking into stories of how we explain the world. There's a lot of psychology in there, a lot of things we can learn from. So that's great. But then at the same time there, it's just make-believe. You know, it's also <laughs> just like <laughs> made up stuff. You know, I, I heard about how there's a conspiracy theory about North Korea, not existing. It doesn't exist guys. Apparently it doesn't exist. It's all a CIA uh, just a, planned by the cia to create conflict uh you know but it's really a fake country where they can test nukes and do a bunch of stuff so i guess so that that you know what then that explains who kidnapped my family right it wasn't north korea it was the cia right and that explains why my family is all messed up uh you know why my mom and dad abandoned me it's not that they were bad parents or traumatized from the war from the aftermath of this war growing up in a war-torn country it's because they were members of the cia guys and that actually to me is very comforting (laughs) actually it's very much more comforting than the idea that they were just flawed people who were stuck at the age they were traumatized at so probably children and they had a child themselves and they couldn't really handle it responsibly and couldn't even tell that child the truth about what happened that's how you know, infantile, and how they lack the emotional tools to even get through it. How could they even help their own kid get through it, okay? So instead of that, it's actually that they work for the CIA, which is a much more comforting story, and I think that that's, you know, that explains everything, you know, and I'm glad. I'm glad. Honestly, I'm glad that I know the truth now, and I can move on, okay? I don't need to harbor any ill will towards my parents and be like, oh, they should have done this or that. Or what kind of mom would abandon his kid or, you know, like any of that. It's like they were CIA. They were in the company, okay? Country first. You know what I'm saying? They fucking, you understand what you got to do? Sometimes you got to be in the darkness, you know, you got to do work on, this is like the dark side that Cheney talked about, you know, this is the, this is like, you got to operate in the shadows, you know, to fight terror and fight North Korea or no, it doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know what a communism or whatever it is. They were fighting the evil they were fighting it was worth it i am happy to have taken the hit like a good american it all makes sense i was born in dc it makes sense i'm a cia i'm cia that's the whole thing is i've been in the cia this entire time i'm a double agent or a sleeper cell sleeper cell in the cia and i'm just waking up i'm i J- i've jason borned i'm awake now my eyes are open i'm in the cia um I am responsible for the pandemic uh and the reason I started the pandemic was so that um the 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 reason I started the pandemic was to prevent the Biden Trump debates from occurring okay um I know it was it was a great deal of suffering and a lot of scared people i know there's a lot of scared people a lot of businesses are suffering i mean something like one in five restaurants are going to survive this i'm sorry okay that's but it was for the greater good okay this is the cia the cia needs to make sure this debate does not happen because biden is going to get smoked in this debate okay you can't. he can barely talk in a zoom interview i mean you can't he can't even – what's the thing he just said? does it matter. Just Google it. Just Google Biden gaff, like, and you'll just – it's pages and pages, things going all the way back. I mean, Biden gaffing is just the thing that you'd say about him back in the Obama years, and now he's going to be president. Not only that, the guy is a plagiarist, you know? That's not even coming – I mean, his gaffes are so bad. They're not even coming up. – they're not even talking about the time that he ripped off JFK in the 80s. They're not even talking about that, okay? So we cannot – let this thing happen okay this debate cannot happen all right um so yeah listen we have to make sure see we're kind of in a pickle the thing is the country's kind of in a pickle because of the impeachment thing and if you think about the impeachment um the main thing about the impeachment was that donald trump was investigating a political opponent in ukraine right so that's the the narrative hinge of the impeachment it's like that's what he's doing that you know he's threatened to withhold the funds if the president of ukraine didn't say he was going to investigate the biden's like hunter biden and joe biden or whatever that you know then that's none of that ever happened but that was a threat right so the entire impeachment The whole thing hinges on the fact that Joe Biden was a political opponent, because if Joe Biden was just former VP Joe Biden, if he wasn't running at all, there'd be no problem. He wouldn't be a political opponent, and then you could investigate him. You could investigate this potential corruption. Like, why is Hunter Biden making, what, 50 grand a month on an energy, that Burisma board or whatever, you know, the board of this energy company that he has no idea about? Why is he making so much money? Is that taxpayer money? Like, what's going on? It seems corrupt, right? Is that corrupt? But because Biden was supposed to be the presumptive nominee, that's why that was considered um, him being a political opponent. So now it's like that Seinfeld episode where George is driving Susan's parents and he's, like, lying about the, you know, that he's, like, going to Montauk for some reason. And they're like, oh, we'll go along for the ride. And at some point in the middle, George realizes that, like, uh, you know, he's trying to – he's basically, like – they know I'm lying. They're not saying, and we're in this game of chicken now to see who's going to admit that they're lying, right? Or who admits that they know. So then George is like, "Well, we're going to Montauk, <laughs> right? and that's it. And I feel like that's where we're at. That's the moment where we're at. We're going to Montauk, everybody. We got to go all the way because um, if Biden drops out, if Biden, you know, is not the nominee, is, if he's not in there, then the whole impeachment thing falls apart. Everything kind of falls apart. So we need him to be in there but we can't let them debate because the debate is going to be bad it's not going to be good it's i mean just please 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 if you care about the future of this country do not let this debate happen (laughs) we'll be clamoring um i'm of course joking i can't even i can't even keep this up with a straight face like that's the only thing i want to happen that's the only thing i want is this debate that's what I, I, they, they, you know what? I'm joking, but I'm now, I'm, I, I'm buying it now. Now I think they did this whole thing, pandemic, the whole thing, is just a ploy to stop the Biden-Trump debates from happening, right? They know, they know they're gonna lose, they're gonna get smoked, they're gonna get, it's gonna be so bad. I mean, in fact, the downside is that Trump could lose. You know, Trump could lose just from hitting Biden too hard. And everybody just ends up feeling sorry for the guy. And they're like, "Ah, oh, leave that poor man alone. Leave that poor man alone. Can't you see he's trying his best? You know what I mean? Like, and then he gets the sympathy vote. I mean, that could happen. The Democrats were strategists like me. <laughs> if they had my brain for political strategy, then they might run this debate. They run this debate and let Donald Trump just trounce him. Let him get beaten up by, just let Trump beat their shit out of biden just beat him up and then they'll call it elder abuse and then you'll know, have footage of just biden's face like uh, uh, doing that thing doing that uh, dementia like kind of like thing you know like just reacting to some of the thi- you know trump just being like does he even know where he is does he even know where you know just like i don't know if he knows you know i feel bad you know like just that stuff you know like that's that's gonna kill it's gonna kill because trump is like basically the only working comment out in america right now he's like the only guy doing sets in front of people you know is the only guy being heckled you know he's the only guy sharp he's the only guy he's out there sharp you know biden is doing zoom rooms basically trump versus biden is basically like um people doing comedy in front of real people versus the comedians doing zoom rooms that's basically what it's going to be right and the zoom room the zoom room side is going to want to do a zoom room right it's going to want to do a zoom room but we need an in-person debate. It has to be in person. Just like stand-up has to be in person, this debate has to be in person for the future of this country. We have to see what they're putting up there. And if you are out there advocating to not have this debate because of the coronavirus, because of people who might get sick, or because whatever, now you are fucking carrying water for the establishment DNC, and you know that the fucking election would be decided right then and there, and that's why you're doing it. You're, dis- you're disingenuous. That's right. I'm saying it. You're fucking lying. You're lying, you sons of bitches. You fucking know. You know. You know that he can't fucking do it. He can barely have a conversation. You know it. And is that what you think is better? That's, you're like, this is better. People are like, yes, this is better for the country. It's better for this man, senile old man who's a plagiarist, a lifelong corporatist, uh, got us into the wars. Everything bad. Everything bad that we uh, like say is bad, he was part of. And we're going to do that instead. He fingered Tara Reid. He fingered Tara Reid. Okay? Yeah, he literally grabbed someone by the pussy, right? They basically undermining the entire Me Too narrative. Me Too narrative now that's coming to tear down the store instead of taking down Joe Biden, right? And that's fine. People are like, I, you better vote for Biden or, <laughs> or else you're dead to me. And it's just like, come on. That's really, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. The giant smoke screen. Gaslight. They're just being gaslit. The entire country is just being gaslit into thinking that no, this is the this is the this is a great man. He's the right man for the job. <laughs> he's not, he's better than what we have now. That's what yeah. That's what people are uh, saying. Yeah, it's uh, the guy who was vice president of the guy who expanded the wars. The guy who was actually um, behind the whole Ukraine, not only the corruption but the right wing Nazis taking over the democratically elected government. Um, of Ukraine the guy who was behind that Biden, he, that's who we prefer to Trump. And I get it. People don't like Trump. I get it. People don't like Trump. A lot of people think he's funny. You know, I, get yeah, I uh, personally, I don't give a fuck about anything. So I've just capped out national politics is bullshit. It's all pretty much bullshit until the local level. You gotta know who, the, and Garcetti is also fucking terrible, terrible. Okay. They're all terrible. They all suck. So I don't know what that means. Honestly, I don't know what that means. Um, probably means to not vote for them. Just feel, yeah. you just feel like you keep voting for them. What do they learn? I don't want jack. So that's my message to you. Don't vote. <laughs> Be a good citizen. Don't exercise your right. Yeah, the system is broken. Let's all participate in it. All right. That's just doesn't make any sense. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to the Rogan King cast watching whatever it is you're doing please subscribe to my channel subscribe on youtube go hit the subscribe button i don't know where this is playing i'm on igtv go on spotify all the random random all the podcast platforms all of them go on there subscribe um thank you for listening follow me on instagram twitter all that stuff thank you goodbye